You're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents Chalk Talk. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Yes. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new week of Chalk Talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And yet, you're hearing that right. Crank it. Crank it. Eye of the Tiger to start off the show. And ladies and gentlemen, you might be asking yourself why. Well, that's because Tiger Woods is on top of the golf world once he again. He is back. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is back. Wins the Masters. With an inc- what an incredible weekend it was for golf. Mm. Uh, I mean, you, I just if you if you look at the leaderboard, obviously Tiger's on top, but it was just competition all throughout the weekend. Tiger Woods starts off the uh, starts off Saturday, uh, a few strokes oh, behind the leader, but I mean, hey, a comeback for the ages. Tiger Woods, ladies and gentlemen, back on top of the golf world. He did his time. He took his chances. He really did. That was, yeah, he was back I think on that was street. on par. With this, uh, <laughs> now he's back on his feet. Yeah, he really is. But uh, just but yeah. the man and his will to survive. It's the eye of the tiger. You want to keep going? Just <laughs> go for it, man. Go dude, for it. Dude, go for they're it. gonna remake Rocky as Tiger. Oh man! <laughs> just what a great, what a great Sunday. What a great day for in sports. I mean, I honestly think that yesterday is one of those days where you're going to look back in like 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and remember where you were. Yeah. It, it's, cra- it's crazy because I, I, was, I, was just, I was just getting home from church. I was just getting home from church, man, because it was, it, yesterday was Palm Sunday. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just, I kept looking at my phone. I kept looking at my phone for the updates. And I Dude, see you tra- looked at your phone during church. Listen, bro, sometimes you, get, you do things you're not proud of. <laughs> but you know what? It was the tiger, man. <laughs> Listen, he starts off the weekend just a few strokes behind the leader, and you, you saw it slowly creeping up, slowly creeping up, and there he was, Tiger. Bound. He pounces on a mistake by uh, Francesco Molinari oh, and, 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 well, and Finau, and that, that was it. That was, that was it. He got to 18. I mean, he had still had so much golf to play after that, though. Yeah. It was, that was on the 12th hole. That was on the 12th hole, so you still had – you still had – a good amount of of work to do because you, you never in golf one shot can alter everything that that well, you. Yeah, I mean, let's for. kind of talk about that hole twelve because that was really the turning point of this tournament, of course, or at least you know the, for, for the Sunday that determined yeah. ultimately who the winner was going to be. So Francesco Molinari has the lead. He was a minus twelve. Tiger was a minus eleven at the time. Correct. Correct. And. So it's kind of like there's there's a water. It's a it's a it's a it is a big green. It wasn't exactly a tiny green, but it was a big hill, and you was kind of you can go for the go, you can go for gold and try to get it on top and and nail it kind of close to the pin, or you can maybe lay up a little bit more where it had more of that green space on the left side. And Tiger, I don't know if you know Molinari went first, so and he tried to go for it. He tried to clear the water and tried to get it on top. And uh, was that a choke? Was that a? I mean, what happened there? 
Because he that was he only had bogeyed three times in would this you, entire tournament. Would you consider that That's a choke? Absurd. Just think about that right now. He he had only bogeyed. No, that, that at the time that was his third. Three times. Well, that might have been his fourth, but either way, three times in the tournament going into that Sunday on that twelfth hole. That's four days of golf, three and a, a half days of golf, a little more over, the, over than three and a half days of golf, where you only have three bogeys. Are you kidding me? That's, that's how you win Masters. That's how you win tournaments. And the one time, it just, it just couldn't come at a worse time for you. It's Francesco Molinari. And I, it's he tough not sc- to say that he choked. I mean, he, he kind of got a little bit of T-Rex arms. He Tiger Woods sc- staring on, down at him. Dude, the Tiger pounced on his prey. Did hey listen uh, on a par three and, and you and you and you get five tries at, and you get five shots out of that obviously a double bogey but I mean when you have I mean a, he wasn't even close no look, I, with a player like Tiger Woods who's played at that at that golf course well, Tiger used that extra space on the left side like I was saying with the green where he just you know well he's veteran so, he's just plopped it right up and just stuck that thing right on the green he wasn't trying to get it in the pin he was trying to get it over the drink and, and right onto the green where he knew he could two putt it that's a savvy veteran that's what he did I don't know if that if Melanori going first helped well you, that, well before you before sure. you say that that helps out whoever's behind you because you see exactly what they're doing well, then in we front saw Fino try to do the same thing that Melanori and that did and go over and he didn't make it either so what does what does tiger do made the veteran move and laid up <laughs> there you go now, let me ask you a question because I'm not the golf guy. I don't. Do you think the name Tiger Woods being there put more pressure on a Molinari? Sure. When you see Tiger Woods charging, and did you see his face yesterday during that oh, entire was, back oh, nine? Yeah. He had that classic Tiger look of mm-hmm. determination. He wasn't losing. He was ha- he wasn't. I knew he wasn't going to hit a bad shot for the rest of the tournament after on, 12. On, on eight, just going back on the face, on 18 is where you saw it sort of kind of like change for him a little bit because mm-hmm. he knew that he was just. He was right there. He was on the cusp of doing something that he must people. That nice putt. Oh yeah, that would have been great. That would have been great. Uh, but it, it and you saw that on that on that second to last putt, he was getting ready to yeah. to, 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 to 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 pump his fist. Mm-hmm. But then like he obviously you know it just went a little to the right and he swung the golf club back towards him. But on eighteen, you saw it in his face like. I've done this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm right. I'm just about to finish this off. You saw it in his face. He took a deep breath just to sort of control himself. But going back to 12, it, it, I think it made a difference this time knowing that Tiger was behind you as opposed to when he came back from the surgeries. Mm-hmm. I think that we've seen Tiger at the British Open – you know, make a run on a Sunday, but finish just short. Um, the players, the players' championship. He won that. Uh, he won that PGA uh, uh, tour, tour, uh, tournament. So, being that Tiger sort of made this this step up each and every tournament as it went on, leading up to the Masters. That added pressure, and knowing that he was there on Sunday, he was just right behind you. And you were one mistake away from opening the door for Tiger I mean, to come out and roar. He played a solid front nine, and then, I mean, Francesco Bolinari's been there before. He has, one hundred percent. It's. It happens to. I don't everyone. know. I just think he tried to make a shot and miss un- and underestimated the distance. I, I, I mean, maybe the. I mean, yeah, it's tough to say that Tiger being there, sitting behind him, didn't intimidate him. Knowing Tiger's right there, Tiger's was pl- in the zone. Playing Tiger Woods golf wasn't gonna, wasn't Sunday. making mistakes on a Sunday, wearing the red, all the followers behind him. 
Maybe it's more of the followers and the crowd than it was Tiger Woods. The Tiger Woods effect. Well, you know what? In a way. Well, you know what? If Mol- Molinari was the one that had the first shot, right? Yeah. On, well, he was on, his on box. box. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Finau going because right after him. Finau should have seen. I mean, obviously he sees, but Finau should have made an adjustment after seeing what Molinari did. That was that's that's a mistake on Finau as they well. They both missed short. They they both missed it. Both, I mean, there wasn't much green in the back. But I don't know why they wouldn't do that move like Tiger Woods did and just kind of lay up a little bit and two putt it because there was plenty of green on that right on that left side. It, the drink was on the right side and they both tried to be heroes and I mean they hey it's a min, it's a move be, where if you hit it you can two putt it maybe birdie the hole. Being that it was a par three, I'm guessing maybe that's But it wasn't why. really the risk that we wanted to take at that time in the tournament when you were you already in the lead. That, you can't take that risk. Come on, especially with 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 Tiger who's who's been there before charging at you. Yeah. And and you saw like you said you saw it on his face he wasn't giving that up there was no way no I no mean, way in hell that was going to happen once he saw especially once he saw Monari going to the water I mean what's he all he has to do is par the hole and he's tied Corey's in the lead I mean you know it, it, it's an automatic penalty Monari <laughs> could it be a tr- an opportunity of trying to do so much so you have that moment of winning the match I guess but was that really the time I, I'm on twelve I, I, I don't know when the race was that tight. I, I don't know. I'm not the golf expert. Uh, You're many, a pro. You trust your abilities, but I mean to miss it by that much is just yeah. Okay, it was a mistake. Yeah, it really was. I mean, when there's water there, you miss it far more than you miss it short. And he didn't even come close to even hitting okay. the green. But then after that, Tiger goes on to birdie uh, 13. He uh, he hits for par on 14. Birdie's 15 and birdie's 16. So, I mean, right then and there, you knew Tiger was in the zone. There was no way that anything was going to change after that. After that mistake by, by both Fina and Molinari, the floodgates opened. That, that's pretty much what happened there. Yeah, I mean, it, look at the race for the rest of the stretch. I mean, Kepka was making a run at it. Jason da, Day da, actually Dustin had a great John, day yesterday. Dustin, Dustin Johnson. Johnson was right there. How big is this for golf as a whole as opposed to oh it's huge it's It's what we're leading with it's what every show in the nation is leading with and that just says how many how often do we ever lead with golf well i I mean next month the pga i believe is beth page yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. let me just say if tony finau won the masters last night or yesterday would we be leading with golf today we would probably like maybe we talk about it we talk about how close tiger came once again but are we going to ever see a tiger that's going to win a major championship that's probably what we would have been talking about, but the being that Tiger actually won a major championship now, I mean, it's it's so interesting the national reception of it. How not one person saying a bad can say a bad word about this guy. I mean, this guy when a couple of years ago he was the laughing stock of the nation. This guy was put through the ringer with, with, with the situation that happened on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, you know the the back surgeries, the Achilles. He said he wasn't sure if he'd be able to play again. He he, he I mean, he even said it. I'm done. I can't I can't do this anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to compete at the level that I once was. And for him to come full circle and win at the Masters at Augusta, and have his kids there, his mom, his girlfriend. I want to get into em- that. That embrace that he had with his son and his daughter was just magical. I want to get into that. A little bit. I want to get into something else you mentioned, too. You mentioned two things that I actually wanted to segue in. So, oh, How about that? Good job. I'm, on a, I'm, <laughs> I'm a good one today. I'm on yeah. a good one. So I'll, I guess I'll bring up Tiger's kids first because they're, they're kind of similar things. 
Tiger's kids being there yesterday. Remember when you know the sex scandal happened mm-hmm. back in what two thousand seven, something like that, two thousand nine. Yeah, it was yeah. on a Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah, Tiger's kids were really young in that then. I believe they were like two and four. Or well, like, the boy was was very very yeah, young. or two in months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really, do they remember what happened during that situation? No, no, they I'm, don't. No, but but think I'm, about two thousand seventeen. With the DUI, that mugshot, that, mm-hmm. you know, tiger, that was one of the worst photographs of a human being I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. I mean, they were like 8 and 10 at that point. So you, you see, you understand that, you know, it, it, the humiliation, the embarrassment, kids can tease you at that age. Seeing his, their father, Tiger Woods, win yesterday, embrace them, seeing the cheer, the response he got from them, how big was that for Tiger Woods? Oh, that's oh, huge. huge. That's absolutely huge. Because and I'm- like, it's just his whole life. Like besides golf, I'm I'm I mean just looking at it that way, just from a personal perspective yeah. for Tiger Woods, um, that just puts a, a puts the cap that closes the cap on that situ on that situation mm-hmm. that that happened that started with that Thanksgiving Day that scandal where oh yeah the wife was pregnant at the time during where, that where where the wife breaks the back window of the car mm-hmm. or you know if I'm remembering correctly. You know that just that just puts the final the final nail in the coffin. There, that situation is over for him personally. He closed that chapter now. He and then he wins the title. He wins a, he wins a uh, he wins the Masters. His kids are there to actually see it and embrace him. It's funny because um, he was saying during the interview with Jim Nance mm-hmm. uh, once he got the green jacket that his daughter actually yeah. lost a soccer tournament the day before. Yeah. And then he say, "Hey, why don't you come? You know, come up to the Masters and and watch Sunday." Uh-huh. That's the only reason why his daughter his daughter was there. I mean, not saying that she didn't want to be there, but she was at a soccer tournament. She was at a she was at a soccer tournament. But how awesome is that? That your daughter comes up and you and your children yeah. come up, your mom comes up, you win the freaking Masters. Yeah. It's insane. It really is. I mean, it's just a man whose whole entire. Social life, family life, you his know, whole life his, his whole life was just wrecked and in tatter and tatters, tatters. I know what you're trying to tatters. say. Shattered. Shatters. There we go. Uh, yeah, yeah shatter works. Torn up. Torn up. <laughs> Torn up from the floor. Up, ripped up. <laughs> chewed up. Jacked spit up. Spit out. <laughs> but, I see what you were going but, there. Wait. I mean, anything you want to say about a negative, you can. That's what and it that's was. That's what it was. Yeah. And that was the situation. And now to see him overcome that and have that moment with his family where we thought this man would never be able to have a normal family life again. It's just another extra side note besides the golf part of it that's just, you know, a human part of it. It's almost to the day. It, it was almost to the day, to the day right, uh, from 97 where he had that hug with his father. Yeah, it's right? always around the same time, the Masters. So uh, Another point that you brought up, which is kind of I could segue into from that, with like, you know, we, men- we just mentioned like the whole family thing and how this is his redemption. Is this Tiger Woods' greatest win? Yes. That, I think that kind of um, battles with the U.S. Open where he was playing it on one foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he had torn his ACL at that time, and, and he was just jumping around on one foot playing golf. Um, I think that, that definitely battles with, with, with the Masters, but th- this, this one feels extra sweet for, for I Tiger I mean, Woods. this is the first time in his career that he's won a major tournament coming from behind. Every tournament he's won before he's in the past, the he's led. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, just that's kind of the story of his life, really, at this point, is coming from behind and winning things when no one thought he was really had a chance. It was kind of, we're rooting for him. Could he do it? He did it. I mean, I, I'm not sure because, you know, when last, his, mas- his last Masters run in 2005, 
you know, I was what, twelve years old, thirteen years old. Yeah, I, I don't really I mean, remember that. So it's 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 not like I was sitting there on the on the couch for four days watching the tournament like I have now in my later <laughs> years. <laughs> my later years. And you know, a couple of years. Seem like you're sixty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I mean, so I can't. It's hard for me to really compare and watch Prime Tiger because I wasn't really, you know, a huge golf guy like I am now. We appreciate it more. Yeah, I mean, I've seen yeah. the highlights. I've seen, I've watched videos. I know that, I, like, I knew Tiger Woods was, obviously, well, like, on SportsCenter. When I watched SportsCenter, I'd see it. Well, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure. I appreciate it as much? It's so, this one, I really, this is the first time I've really seen Tiger win a tournament on Sunday that I've watched, followed the entire thing, and really was rooting for him. Well, well, well I'm pretty sure that, uh, well, for me, for uh, in my case, Whenever I heard of Tiger, you know, being involved on a Sunday, I would turn on the TV, but I wouldn't necessarily watch it. Like, yeah, being I was like, oh, too, I like, Tiger Woods focusing was. on whether that's a part three, part four, part exactly. five. I would not concentrate on that. I would just concentrate. Oh, Tiger hits a shot. Oh, look, it's close to the hole. <laughs> cool. Yeah. You know that that was back then. Now it, you you see Tiger. But I do remember like, Tiger like was being must-watch television. Oh, of I course. definitely oh, remember yeah. that. Well, that's what I'm Family th- parties or anything on Sundays and golf was on. It was, you know, that, that, always. That's what I'm trying to say because on Sunday, if you hear Tiger being involved in the last round in the, in, in the, in the back nine in the final stretch for the win, you're going to turn on the TV. But wasn't necessarily as into it as, as I am now where I'll watch golf and I'll enjoy watching golf. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Not a lot of people do that. Not a lot no. of people like it. Yesterday, a lot of people did, and that's why it's great for the game. Right, because because of the name Tiger, the ratings were up. I'm sure ticket sales for Beth Page for the U.S. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm pissed because now I definitely have no chance of going. Now that Tiger is going to be the favorite. Oh, yeah. Beth Beth Page Black is going to be tremendously packed packed up. It's going to be like 250-plus probably. Oh, the train train rides are going to be just horrendous. Horrendous. But I mean, I could drive. Forget just the train, the traffic. Uber. traffic. Uber. <laughs> it's not like at Shinnecock where, you know, you could Direct ride a line. boat, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like Tiger did. <laughs> yeah, he, true. he rented out true. a yacht true. and parked it off the, off the, off the coast. <laughs> he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Because he, he didn't want to deal with the traffic. A lot of people took like two hours just to get through one traffic, get through that traffic yeah. just to get to Shinnecock. Mm-hmm. But, um, so a little but bit more I, on Tiger. I lost my train of thought. Wow. I'll get you I was going to say something about Target too. Go for it. So now he's got 15. Jack Nicholas, of course, the record holder for the most major tournaments with 18. Mm-hmm. Does he need to get to 18 or to get to 19 at this point to solidify his career? Is that now a thing that's now it's back in the conversation? Does he have to do it? Or do you think if he never wins a Masters again, is it that would just be okay? No. I think now that he actually has a a, a major tournament under his belt after this after, you know, whatever happened, all the surgeries and whatnot, I think people are going to be expecting him to now reach that number of 18 because listen golf is a golf is a game that you can play for years and years and years to come and you have four chances a year to do it exactly so think if he plays at this level for another three four years how many chances is that he's going to 18 chances listen we can even we can even talk about it he might have a chance once they come to best place black like you said he's going to be a favorite he is the favorite. And he's playing he Pebble Beach this year, where he's also yeah. won plenty of times before. He owns Absolutely. that course. So oh, I man. mean, what? if he wins one or two more, you would think, yeah, he's gonna have a great chance. But he's at he's home. at fifteen now, correct? Yeah, fifteen. Three the, more to tie, one more to hold the record. Are we? Is it really far fetched? I mean, to he could have won the British last year. 
He could have won the players. He, he should have. That would have been two. <laughs> I mean, he, he it's, 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 I don't think it's that, that but, out of the realm of possibility at all. No. Think about the confidence he's going in with now. That, 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 because you talk about golf, it's as much mental as it is physical. That's sure. why I'm saying. Is it really far-fetched to say that I actually think he could get to that number? I think no. he can. I think he can, too. I think he can. Especially when when you see, like yesterday. He's 43 years old. When you see, like yesterday, there was a, uh, I think it was a 60-year-old player out there, and he was literally hanging around. He was, he was playing. He, you know, he was hanging in there. Tiger Woods could be that if guy. Tiger Woods can play golf for five, even five to seven more years at the least. Even four more years at the least, I think. 16 tournaments, 16 more opportunities in those four years plus whatever he's got now. He's got the chance. He's been on a comeback for what, two years? Two years? Yeah. Yeah. Last year was really his, his year his, where he yeah, was Yeah, he's bounced back. back, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this guy was out of the top 1,000 rank of world yeah, golfers yeah. at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about that. If Jack Nicholas came back and played, he, he would be played. in the top 1,000 <laughs> golfers. And he's like 83. Tiger Woods was out of the top 1,000. I think Tiger Woods he was, was like out of the second. woods. I, he was out of the woods, far away. I think grandmother's Tiger, house. We go. I think Tiger oh, okay. was like, like second so. to bottom on that on that on that list of uh, well, you know, of golfers in the world. I mean, that's what an incredible feat it is for Tiger Woods. It really is. There's no other way to put it. I mean, j- you saw it on Twitter. All the celebrities, all all the uh, you know, the sports icons, Magic. Tweeting out there now that he's not a uh, president. Ma- ma- Magic's been tweeting since he's since left he's the st- yeah since he left the building. I mean, you saw Serena uh, Williams tweeting at him. LeBron James obviously. See Michael Phelps? No, I, didn't, I actually didn't see that. He was at the. Oh, yes. was he? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, we just saw the outpouring of love for Tiger Woods, and and I'm pretty sure, on top of you know his family being there and and obviously winning the Masters. That had to feel good for him as well. Of course. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, well, just, what more can we really say about that? Yeah, just real quick, uh, just other point to my question. Oh, my other I, – I brought it up before. Not can he, does he have to? No, he doesn't have to. Mm, no. Uh, if he never wins again, is, that, is it disappointing now at this point? Because now we're going to expect him to win. No. I I think if you fair question. I think if you look at what he's gone through in his personal life and the health issues, I don't think he has to do anything. I think I think that that second point that you said, the health, health, yeah, I think that's what kind of keeps us away from saying, yeah, he has to, because um, I think he had uh, uh, back fusion fusion surgery or whatever it was that he had. That's not going to hold up all that long. No. So, we might come to a point where Tiger might not be Tiger anymore mm-hmm. when it comes to the game of golf. Well, we got there, and now we're back to where he is. But how long necessarily can he sustain it is, is what I'm getting at. Which is why, fine. Which is why I say we don't necessarily need him to get to the 18, but damn sure we would love it if he got mm-hmm. to 18. I want 19. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously, if you're going for the record, you, you might as well go for the whole, th- the whole damn thing. Why not? Hey, listen, Tiger Woods did what a lot of people think, thought he couldn't do anymore. I think he has to win another one. I think one more is, is feasible. I think one more is fine. Get to 16. I'm you not know- saying he has to get to 18, but I think he has to win another one. I want him to win Pebble Beach, now my, at least. Well, now this is my question. 
will he win another one this year? I want him to win. Pebble. I think he can win Pebble is. Beach. You think so? I think he can win Pebble Beach. Do you think he has any chance of winning at Bethpage Black? Yeah, sure. But it's a really hard course. It's a tough oh, one. And a lot of guys played really good tough. golf on Sunday this week. But Pebble Beach, Tiger Woods has owned in the past. And if he's playing any tight of golf that he played uh, this weekend, I think he can take Pebble Beach. Outside of, um, obviously, Tiger Woods winning the, the, the Masters la- uh, this weekend, last night, yesterday, I want to say. Who is his biggest competition now moving forward? In the in these tournaments, I mean, it's still going to be Brooks Kepka, mm-hmm. Dustin Johnson. These are guys who are still right there at the end yeah. of the day. Dustin was one <laughs> one stroke back, and we didn't know how he was going to meet because he had that back issue on Thursday or Friday. No, no, that was Jason Day. Uh, Jason, Jason Day. Day, but he had a great day as well. I see what you did there. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no, he came back too. Oh, all right. I mean, John Rom. He was still in the in the conversation. He actually hit a shot that went backwards on uh, <laughs> Saturday. That's <laughs> pretty cool. Or it might have been Friday. It, 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 he hit it, and it's just like a shot that looked like something I would take. VJ Singh is still there. Oh, yeah, he'll be there. <laughs> I expect a little more from I, I, Phil Mickelson. What, what, I expect a little. What bit about more Rory? Rory had a good day on Sunday, but, I mean, of course he's in the conversation, but Rory just hasn't been the same Rory that he was when he came into the league just in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just not playing the best golf. What about I mean, Ricky Fowler? Had I a was good just day. about to bring him up. Ricky he had a great Fowler. day yesterday. He finished. Uh, he had a great weekend. He finished uh, that uh, at, at minus t- 10. At minus yeah, he 10. was in the conversation for a second. Um, I mean, you brought up Phil Mickelson before. He. Just he didn't hung take around. Out, yeah, yeah, he hung around, but he never took advantage of his par fives. He would always par them, and get a, like, he never did anything to mm-hmm. capitalize on the opportunities that he had. That's why he finished where he did. Yeah. But you know, he's always there. He's played Beth Page how many times? It's yeah, and, and the same with Pebble Beach. He's played it so yeah, many times that you know, it, if you look at it from a, you know, from an outside perspective, you're always going to think Phil Mickelson is always going to be in the conversation. I mean, a guy who I don't think has had any chance for the rest of the season is Jordan Spieth. He sucks. Oh, he had a terrible weekend. What about Bubba Watson? He w- had Bubba's just there, turn. dude. I, I, I <laughs> mean, had, Bubba's but, just there. Bubba's but a he, dark horse in any tournament. Yeah, he's he's like, he had the one tournament, was it last year or a few years ago, yeah. where he, he dominated. He actually won the Masters. <laughs> he won the Masters two <laughs> years ago. He won the yeah. Masters. And then he was the talk of the town, and then he just kind of fell apart. No, nah, he's all right. He, 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 was playing on, he was playing throughout the weekend. Yeah. But, but uh, he was never making a run. No, no, he wasn't. He's kind of. You know, he's just. If you put money on Bubba in like any Bubba, given tournament, you have a good bang for your buck there because Bubba he's never going to be a high-rated guy. I feel like. To, actually, I think he was like second or, th- or third or fourth favorite going into this one. He actually mm. finished no, at yeah, eight still, under. Yeah, no, he finished at eight he's under, tied for twelfth. Okay. Yeah, he's still good. He's still around. He's kicking. He's still kicking. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, before we go to break. Once again, we want to reiterate, Tiger Woods is back on top of the golf world. He's done what many, many, many have th- had thought that he could not do anymore, and that's win a major tournament. And he did that yesterday, and he did it in stunning fashion by winning the Masters. Um, the embrace from his kids, the embrace from his mom, just, you know, the sheer uh, roar spe- the crowd. It was a special Sunday. It really was. And, and I mean, you heard it on uh, coming from him as well with every woo he was throwing out there. You he, heard it. Over the over lo- the noise of the crowd, you heard him woo. Yeah, love a guy who plays with emotion. And and, and listen, he was high-fiving the he was high-fiving the people in in the crowd 
while he was walking back to the clubhouse. I mean, all, all just great scenes. I mean, I'm telling you, it's one of those Sundays where in a couple, 10 You're years from now, this. we're going to remember where we were when Tiger Woods Absolutely. came back and won his master, first Absolutely. Masters in 11 years. Sitting on the edge of bed eating a bacon. First, ma- first tournament, major tournament in 11 years. Oh. First Masters in, what was it, 14? Oh, yeah. 05, I oh, think, five. yeah. Poppy seed bagel with cream cheese, to be exact. What about locks? Oh, no. They didn't have plain, bro. I was so mad. Dude, what about locks? Ew. No. no. Dude, no, what's wrong with No you? cream cheese either. What? What? Too, too much going on. Butter? Uh-huh. You're a butter guy? Yeah. Uh, Toasted with butter. Uh, give me an egg bagel, cream cheese, and locks. I like egg bagels. I could do egg bagels. Actually, I like tuna on my bagel, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> the mayonnaise freaks me out. I'm not I like light. Mayonnaise. I like light. I'm not a mayonnaise Because I just said I don't like the creaminess of the cream yeah. cheese, so I like light mayonnaise on the tuna. But, you know, anyway. You could never go wrong with a bagel. That's like a Sunday thing. Yeah, like a- yeah oh, th- that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, you could never go wrong with a plain bagel with cream cheese and bacon. Can't go wrong with that. Cream cheese and bacon? You never had that? No, it doesn't oh, sound all that bad. The light cream cheese, I'd go. But. Whatever. Whatever <laughs> kind of cream cheese you like. Add bacon to it. You're good there. And they get anything. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> How about a toasted piece of cheese and bacon? <laughs> what? On a bagel. A toasted piece of Dude, cheese? Dude, you might as well just get a bacon, egg, yeah, and cheese on a bagel. Yeah, get a bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah. That works. Or a grilled cheese with bacon. <laughs> just That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, pretty much on a bagel. Yeah, pretty much. Grilled cheese and bacon on a bagel. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to break. Uh, we'll be we... back with more bagel talk. Maybe. Possibly speaking. <laughs> possibly. I mean, listen, I'm all about the food, bro. I didn't bring anything to eat today, so you know that's why. May... That's my. That might be why I started the day sort of rough because I just didn't have anything there to eat to munch. I went to bed at six. Did you really get home from work? Uh, it was pouring. I, I out, you wasn't it? PM for a no, minute. I got home at like four ten. Wasn't so it pouring it, at that point? I missed it by like eight minutes. Dude, I had to wake up and close the windows because it was pouring. Yeah, it was pouring. Disgusting. I liked it. I didn't mind it. (laughs) Brought some fresh air around. We'll be back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk. It it is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Before we get to our caller, one thing. Um... So apparently, a guy. You know, that's all he is. Before we get to our caller, you're not gonna set yeah, him up. No, no, I'll set him up after this. <laughs> apparently, a guy placed an eighty-five thousand dollar bet on Woods yes, to win at yes. fourteen to one odds. <laughs> the guy cashed in, bro. Yep. yep. Guy got millions. One point one nine. One point one nine million dollars uh, in Vegas for taking Tiger Woods at fourteen to one odds. I would love to have that money. Wouldn't you? No, really? You think? <laughs> With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, reeled in a ghost. Um, it's one of our uh, our compadres here on Chalk Talk. John Folks Fogarty is on the line, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, he is hey, back hey, from the dead. Hey, 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 hey. Back from the dead like a White Walker, baby. Back oh, oh like no. I don't watch Game of Thrones, bro. I do. Congratulations! You must have had a great night last night. hundred episodes of Game of Thrones in two weeks. Wow! It looks like that's somebody a had a lot. Of, of that's, a lot that's a lot of information <laughs> yeah. to gather. Yeah, way too much. Oh, it is. That's I a lot of. That's a lot of emotion. I've been taking some notes. I've been taking some notes. How's that like emotional roller coaster going for you? Um, you know, it's real tough when it's like, hey, here comes some dragons, here comes some zombies, and then there's Daenerys Targaryen standing there with no clothes on, and it's like, oh yeah. What should I focus on more? <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you. It, it's tough. It's 
But how about like you get you get you only got a chance to get attached to a character for like forty minutes until like they die. Yeah, and then they die. <laughs> it's horribly too. If they make sure it's like, oh, you like this character? Of course, that's what they do. The most horrific death. Yeah. Damn. Poor Jon Snow. You know nothing. Jon Snow's a great man. That, that is very true. I've only seen two episodes. No, that's a quote from the show. You know <laughs> Literally, I know nothing about what's being talked about. Anyway. It's okay. Neither do I. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, folks, your thoughts on Tiger being back on top of the golf world, my friend? Well, I mean, I know you guys have talked about it, and it's been one of the most talked about things that not only is Tiger Woods great for golf, but sports in general, what he does and the attention he brings. I don't think there's any like any other athlete that could draw the attention like sports wide the way Tiger Woods did yesterday. I wanted to tell a little bit of the story. I, I was coaching yesterday at two games with my eleven year old team and during the game, you know, you guys know me, so it got a little bit heated between me and one of the coaches and one of the parents on the other team and we're yelling a little bit back and forth, blah blah blah. I'll send you the details. Let the kids um, play. <laughs> Have you yeah, ever seen exactly. the commercial? And then this, you know, you know, this, this, this guy wanted to, to talk crap because I was packing a lip and saying I wasn't a good example. Meanwhile, the guy was drinking a beer while it was going on. <laughs> <laughs> let, Which one's worse, here. damn it? <laughs> Which is worse. But, so while this is going on, the umpires are argue, arguing. We're going back and forth. Everyone, all of a sudden, you hear anyone who has like, the ESPN thing on their phone just go, ding, 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 ding. And it was, you saw a parent put down their phone. And it was right when Tiger hit the body putt to go up two strokes. And you heard one parent go, Tiger's about to win the Masters. And then you heard a couple of the coaches on the other team, Tiger's about to win the Masters. My assistant coach walks up to me, Tiger's about to win the Masters. <laughs> the umpires are now talking to the other coach while they were just on the field arguing, talking about how Tiger Woods is about to win the Masters. It went from an absolute argument where everyone was at their throats to then finding out what Tiger Woods was about to do, and that's all anyone worried about. We were talking about how quickly we can get this game over with so we could go to a bar and see the 18th hole. This is going to be one of those moments where, in sports, where you're going to remember exactly where you were and what you were doing. This is one of those iconic moments, really. And I don't want to take it for granted because you don't know what's going to happen with Tiger moving forward, if he can solidify this and keep doing it. But, man, what a moment this is in sports in general. This is the biggest sports moment to me in the last five years. No, I I agree. I actually said the exact same thing, how this is one of those moments in sports, or one of those days, honestly, where in 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you're going to remember where you were when Tiger Woods came back and won this Masters. But I'll ask this question to you that we brought up uh, during last segment about it. Do you think Tiger Woods has to win another Masters in order to – you know, no. kind of rectify or solidify his comeback? Nope. Or do you think he's nope. fine with just this one? Nope. I think that this is, like I said, regardless of what he does after this, to come back from three back surgeries, the neck injuries, the ACL and MCL injuries, the obviously off-the-course issues from DUIs that were public and videos of him looking like a fool to his very public, messy divorce and affairs that all got put out there. This was a guy that was stripped of all of his endorsements, all of his glory, and he was nothing. He was one of the, he wasn't even the top thousand golfers in the world. I was looking at it today, and you see, year after year, from ninety five, ninety six on, it's number one in the world, 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 number two, number one, number one, number one, number one, and the, for that huge streak where he was gone from golf, 
he wasn't even a thought. And mm-hmm. while golf still did well, it, it was never as fun. Him do, coming back in this moment, regardless of what he does again, is solidifies his legacy as, if not the greatest golfer of this generation, the greatest and most important golfer in the history of golf. And probably a top five athlete as a whole in our generation because of his importance, yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about just from what we've seen, I mean, we're all in our mid-20s now, early mid to early 20s. In our lifetime, Tiger Woods, LeBron James, Mike Trout, Hmm. right now, and Trout, I don't even know if he's reached that level yet. Like, he's not on the same level as those guys, but I'm just thinking sport to sport. Now, if you're thinking baseball, you could think Derek Jeter, too. Jeter, too, yeah. A-Rod, too. Like, I I remember, and we talked about remembering moments where I'm a Mets fan. I remember I was sitting in a restaurant in Patchogue when Derek Jeter got his 3,000 hit, the home run. I remember Derek Jeter's last hit sitting in a dorm room at Adelphi. I remember, like, that's the thing, those... For even though I'm not a Mets fan, I mean a Yankees fan, I'm a Mets fan, those are significant moments in sports history, and there hasn't been as many of those recently, it seems like. like there, there's been big moments in sports, but there hasn't been these groundbreaking moments that it seems like. I feel like we got so accustomed to watching the likes of Tiger Woods in the early 2000s. I remember being young and seeing Tiger like sitting at my pop's house and watching Tiger Woods on a Sunday go at it with Phil Mickelson and how intense that was. And once it, like, it's just to be said, there's nobody that has not only dominated their sport to such a high level, but drawn people in to a sport that otherwise would no one would be interested in. I would not be interested in what happened at the Masters this weekend unless Tiger Woods won was in it. If I hear Tiger Woods is in it, I'll click on it on a Sunday. If I hear Tiger Woods isn't in it, I'm just not interested in watching the Jason Days and Dustin Johnsons of the world. I want to yeah. watch Tiger Woods, and I think there's thousands and thousands and thousands, maybe millions of people that feel the same way, and it's a testament to how great the guy is. Yeah, I think that speaks to what you guys are saying about him being like, you know, one of the most, if not the most iconic sports figure of, you know, at least this, you know, the millennium, Our at least the 2000 yeah. so far, because even with the Derek Jeter example, like you said, how many people in the, like, well, the middle of the country or outside of the world or any, you know, in the West are going to tune in and say, if they don't like baseball, to say, oh, I need to watch Derek Jeter. They don't really care. Well, this, he was golf, just going sport to sport. That's oh, I, know, why, I understand. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that the difference right. with Tiger Woods is even I, if you're not the golf fan right. at you all, watch Tiger. you're tuning in to see Tiger Woods because you know who Tiger Woods is. You're going to be, oh, wow, Tiger Woods is, is, is playing. It's just everyone has access to that channel. Everyone mm-hmm. can turn on Channel 2 and see Tiger Woods win the Masters. And there's no other player really in sports, in even a Serena Williams, a Federer, no one ha- they don't have that kind of pull. It, Tiger Woods is that one player who everybody, no matter what you're doing, no matter what if you care about the sport, no matter if you know what a birdie or a bogey is, you're going to tune in to see Tiger Woods win when you hear Tiger Woods is playing well. I'm willing to say this. I think that if you ask 100 people today who won the Masters, I would say 95 out of 100 would be able to tell you, yeah, I know Tiger Woods won the Masters. Mm -hmm. If it would have been anyone else and you asked them that question, they don't know. Maybe 25, 30 people know. If Tony Finau won the Masters, I think I said during the last segment, we're not opening the show or even talking about this for as long as we're we did. Even, yeah, you guys wouldn't have even referenced. You made it to say, yeah, he, he won the Masters. Congrats. Yeah, great tournament. Tony Finau pulled it, it out. Yeah. To talk about. Tiger Woods gives us something to talk about. Like that, it's, 
he's the, you know, he's what makes golf sexy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Golf's a boring, what was considered to be, honestly, for a long time, a boring middle-aged white man sport. Tiger Woods has come in and made it in everybody's game and something that everybody can turn on and watch and everybody wants to watch when he's in it. You know how crowded, captivating draw on the sport. You know how crowded golf course, courses are going to be this week and next weekend? I mean, just look at what happened this week, and that's a great point, too, especially with the U.S. Open being at Best Page Black this year. Mm. Thinking about that on Long Island, how many people now are going to run out and say, wow, I want to either, I want to go play around on Best Page Black. I want to go play around at Best Page. I'm going to go try to play and get my golf game going and then go see the U.S. Open when Tiger Woods comes in. I already got Beth my, Page is going to be a madhouse this I, year. I already got my tee time on Wednesday to play. Not Beth Page, but I mean, this is everybody who after watching this weekend goes, "Oh wow, the weather's getting nice as well." It's I'm gonna go. I gotta go play golf. Tiger Woods won. Like, oh, like let's go. I get like I gotta go play golf. It's 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 he 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 initiates that golf fever like no other athlete in the sport can. Just like the the epitome of the greatness of it is the fact that you know the guy was great at the end of last year, and I think everybody said, "Oh, Tiger Woods is back," but. He's not back until he wins the Masters. Like, he won the PGA Championship last year, but it's not a major. Like, he's not back until he wins a major championship. And there were so many people that almost made a joke of it. Like, oh, Tiger's going to make the ma- win the Masters. Oh, Tiger's going to win the Masters. Tiger's going to win the Masters. Yeah, right. And he comes out and does it, and especially on Sunday, plays one of the best rounds of golf you've seen out of the guy in 10 years and just dominates a course he knows so well. And he has that, that's the one thing I've heard, though, he does have the advantage for him going forward. The next two majors mm-hmm. are where? Beth Page and Pebble Beach. Yep. Two courses he's dominated in the past. So if, he's, if it's something where, hey, he's in a groove and these courses are familiar for it, I think he's going to have himself a great year. But I do think we should appreciate this while we're having it um, in case something like never happens. Because the guy does have a fuse back also. Mm-hmm. That thing goes, he's done. There's no coming back from that's that. That's true. It's nice to hear your voice again, my friend. It's nice to hear all your guys' voices. I was hoping I'd be able to come in today, but I got to go practice at 4 o'clock. They screwed me. Uh, so I got to practice indoors, but I'll be back soon. A couple of weeks, and I'll be back uh, in full gear. Folks, let me ask you a question. For the Mets to uh, take over the National League. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, who do you want coaching the Lakers next year? You know, I'm really not thrilled about Ty Lue being my head coach. I was really high on the Jason Kidd idea, but that's because I've always liked Jason Kidd. Um, I don't know how much of an impact any coach is going to make. I, Ty Lue may be the best choice just in the fact that he's been LeBron's bitch before, and it, 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 he may not mind doing it again. Um, and they got to the finals with that formula, so who's to say they couldn't do it? But like he saw in his first year, the Western Conference is a different animal than the Eastern Conference. I'm more concerned with who's running the ship in the Lakers front office now with LeBron, uh, with Magic and what he decided. It's LeBron. <laughs> LeBron, I can't, I hate, I don't know. It's LeBron and Rich Paul. But it, it's just become, with Magic just basically saying, like, see you later, I'm getting the hell out of here, seeing kind of the writing on the wall after what happened after this one year. <laughs> I mean, I don't think the Lakers are at a time where they can go and get a Pat Riley or a Jerry West of the world to run the ship like they've always had in the past. You know, Dr. Jerry Buss isn't around anymore, God rest his soul. Those guys that made the Lakers great are in other places are not around. And I don't know who's going to step in. I mean, Kobe Bryant seems to love Rob Palenka, but I'm not exactly sold on the guy. He kind of creeps me out. 
Just get whoever the Spurs assistant is. It works. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask the Nets. <laughs> Sean Marks has done a great job there. Uh, but- did, wait, let me ask you one thing. Did, did Luke Walden have to go? I didn't think so. I thought he got a bad rap. I thought the guy got dealt a bad card. I agree with that. A really, really dysfunctional roster. When you looked at, I mean, it's been talked about, and I thought they think they thought they could get away with it with how good LeBron is. But LeBron has never been good without outside shooting, and the Lakers shot like shit from the outside. And they didn't exactly sign a bunch of three-point contest winners. So he wasn't exactly dealt an easy hand. And then you lose your second-year point guard for most of the year again, so you don't have him. Brandon Ingram was up and down all year, and LeBron was out for 18 games. So I don't know how much you could have expected Luke Walton to do with what he had when he had all of his pieces for the first part of the year, the team was fourth in the West. And I think there's a reason that Sacramento didn't waste any time and scooped him up in a day. Sacramento's got a really good young team. I think that was a great hire. Yeah, and, and a great – the coach that I, I mean, I, like I said, I, I thought Luke should have been back. There was no need to fire Luke after Magic leaving especially. Um, especially from, from what I heard, Magic was the one who wanted Luke to go. Um well, Magic didn't tell anybody he was leaving, so... <laughs> I'm starting to really lose my faith in Jeannie Buss and the fact that she's running this ship because what has she done since her father passed away and her brother, Mitch Kupchak, left the building? Um, it hasn't been good. Nothing, no button she has pushed, including signing LeBron James so far, has worked out for the Lakers at all. We're still missed in the worst stretch in franchise history. Some would say she's driving the bus the wrong way. <laughs> yes, the bus has stalled indeed. <laughs> All right, folks. But I, I gotta go. I'm gonna hop. I gotta get ready for practice and head out. All, All right, right, brother. All right, man. Take All care right, of yourself, you guys. Hopefully, we get some shitty weather again, and I can get in the studio one day and cancel practice. You better, nice. you better pray, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think it's supposed to rain like all week, actually. So. Really? Yeah. That's unfortunate. Or like Thursday, Friday, at least. I was supposed to have games Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Now I have games Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh. So, I think Thursday, we'll Friday is supposed to rain. But. Oh, well. Right. well, so well, well I am lie. not a meteorologist. Well, yeah, I am not. And they lie all the time, too. But uh, thanks, folks, for the call, man. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, hopefully it'll rain on Friday. We can get, have a nice freaky Friday. <laughs> freaky <laughs> Friday. All right, brother. Take it easy. Um, that's our very own John Folks Fogarty with this, ta- with this ta- thoughts on the Tiger Woods. Yeah, stumbling on the words there. On his thoughts on the Tiger Woods comeback. At the Masters. I mean, he made a good point. It's just a Tiger Woods win just brings – is one of those moments that brings everyone together, Absolutely. which no other athlete in this generation or that we've seen in our lifetime really could do. And he did it. So I'm not counting Michael Jordan as our lifetime. Yeah. So. No, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. With that being said, ladies and, and gentlemen. LeBron only divides us. <laughs> so true. So did Kobe. Yeah. You're right. Literally. Let's just, we literally just heard folks say it. Yeah. Pretty much. But, but everyone should have rooted for Dirk. That's all I'm going to say. Dirk we can agree with. Yeah. <laughs> Dwayne Wade as well. Sure. All right. With that being said, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to break. When we come back, the official start of the 3 o'clock hour, we'll touch on the NBA playoffs. We'll look at the weekend that was and also the NHL playoffs. Brooklyn. Here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, this is Chalk Talk. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the 3 o'clock hour here on the oh, Worldwide Sports Radio I've Network. Got, I've got something for Jimmy. Jimmy. 
Oh, we could have saved it until we brought it up. Well, well they hit. play tonight, so. Oh, yes, they do. Y'all doubted me. Y'all called me crazy. Actually, it didn't. And, 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 I mean, those aren't meant for Iron Eagle, uh, you know, well, the, uh, the shout-outs. But... No, I, no, I know. I 100% know. And, and everyone kind of likes Iron Eagle. Bro the Brooklyn chants are for real, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so we're going to get into the NBA playoffs because they started on Saturday with Full a big game. over the weekend. Full slate. It really was. With a big game. It was. Everybody played. In Philadelphia. <laughs> 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 the Philadelphia 76ers hosted the Brooklyn Nets. That game tipped off at 2.30 on Saturday. And boy, was Jimmy excited. Mm -hmm. And the city of brotherly love was not brotherly love at all. Yeah, I kind of want to get into that a little bit as a little sub, you Dude, know, that topic of this series or that game at least in itself. I mean, I heard it just walking around because I was actually in Philly on Saturday. And I was, I, was passing through, uh, I was passing by the bars and all that stuff. And all I kept hearing was booze. You know, curse words at the TVs. Well, you know, that's what we usually do as fans. But, I mean. Well, in the stadium, they were booing the team at the half. They were booing the team at the end of the game. They are booing the team in the third quarter. I mean, game one of the playoffs with the roster they got. Really? In game one? Dis really? The disrespect. I mean, it's just. It's classic Philly. It is, first of all. I mean, was that really warranted? Is no. that I mean, I'll take it because the the Phillies are just a dysfunctional team waiting to explode with all those Eagles, especially Jimmy Butler on that team. Get him a little pissed off, and he's going to be like, oh, he's going to start pouting and not playing. I mean, this was a guy who uh, still played, thinks he can get a max deal this offseason. He had 36 points in the game, but he had, no zero, he had, zero, he had zero assists. So, I mean, <laughs> if he wants to just keep chucking the ball and not moving his teammates, looked like a pretty good recipe for the Nets to get success. I mean, I'll let the 76ers implode by themselves. The cell phone incident on the bench. Okay. Let us find. Can, can, can we talk about that for a yeah. second? Because if if what Amir Johnson's saying is true and it has to do with a sick daughter. Go to the locker room. I, I'm not arguing with you. I don't care if he goes to the locker room. Don't get but, caught laughing. I don't think he was laughing, was he? They laughing? got caught laughing at one point. Okay. But if it had to do with a sick child, that should be... Something you, okay. could, or something you tell the coach. Right. You say, look, Darcy, say I'm going to go locker room really mm -hmm. quick and send a text. Or if your child but, is that sick, don't go. Don't play also, the he game. wasn't active. Mm. But don't be there was no bench. chance he was getting into the game. He wasn't active. But don't, why but don't be on the show, bench. And why is he showing Joel Embiid? Yeah. That, why that, is Joel Embiid sitting there? That, that's my other issue. In the game where they're losing. And you were the guy who had the biggest question mark going into the game. Because we didn't know if he was playing. With that, be with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, the Brooklyn Nets were victors in this one. 111-102 over the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, the story of this one was just how the Nets played. The shooting well, from the Nets. D'Angelo Russell really didn't get it going at all in that entire first half. And then somehow, you know, he just kept shooting the ball and found a way to get it going in the second. And then so the 76ers... At that point, when D'Angelo got going, really had no answers. I mean, Dinwiddie had it going, Karis LeVert had it going, and D'Lo had it going. When those three guys had it going, and those were all at different times, you know, different spurts around the floor at uh, different times of the game, uh, and the Nets can play like that for the rest of the series. It's going to be really tough for the Sixers team, especially with a uh, hurt Joel Embiid. Uh, you hear what Jimmy Butler said? He said, Joel Embiid, of course we want him, but if he's not healthy, he's going to hurt us more than he's going to help us. That locker room is imploded. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. It really is. 
It's not. It, it, there's no cohesion with, well, within that locker Brett room. Brett Brown's gonna get fired if they lose the series. He's gone. Because, it sucks because Brett Brown. Is, Brett Brown has done a really good job good with that job, coach. Yeah. If they lose this series, he's gone. I agree with How you. How could you survive that? You can't. And the lock the way it's going with the cell phone, the dysfunction. Listen, he's got, J- Jimmy Butler's probably gone too. I mean, yeah, if you're the Sixers, do you even want to offer him a max contract for the five years? If I'm any team, I'm not offering him a max contract. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell in 29 minutes had 26 points. 29 minutes, 26 points for D'Angelo Russell on 10 of 25 shooting from the field. Uh, you brought up Karis LeVert. 23 minutes, 23 points uh, off the bench mm-hmm. for the Brooklyn Nets. At 8 of 18 from the field. I mean, the Nets got contributions from a lot of people. Uh, Jared Dudley, just what you said on Friday – Jared Dudley's gonna be that thorn in Joel Embiid's side. I watch and every game. I know what I'm. That's I know this exactly team. What happened. Exactly what happened in that game. Jared Dudley was playing Joel Embiid, and you and you can actually see Brett Brown actually yelling at Ben Simmons, "Give Joel Embiid the ball." They were not giving him the ball. Ben Simmons was trying because to control. They're, they're forcing him out on the perimeter. Joel Embiid took a couple frustration yep. threes, just like I said that they were gonna do to him. <clears throat> Jared Dudley must make Bubba, Devon, and Spike proud. I think it makes Bubba more proud than Bubba anything. proud? Yeah. Okay. But you, you may not get that. I missed that one. It was a wrestling. Yeah, wrestling. Yeah, going over my head. Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley bring out the tables. Yeah. 3D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, Jimmy, your biggest takeaway from this game outside of the dysfunctionality of the Sixers locker room. Confidence from the Brooklyn Nets. The poise they showed coming out in that first half, going up 10 early. Uh, it's I didn't expect it. Not that I was surprised to say. I just didn't think they would come out with that sort of confidence and that sort of aggressiveness and, you know, just just overall Mm -hmm. great play. I mean, that first quarter was fantastic, and then they controlled the pace the rest of the game. They played a full 48-minute game. They really did. There was not many flaws. D'Lo, even without D'Lo getting it going in the first half, they were still able to do it from other guys. Damari Carroll stepped up and played well. Joe Harris is automatic from three. I mean, it's... And then when D'Lo is able to get it going, because you, you know eventually he's going to, if you're still up in the game when he get, and then he gets it going, you're going to win a lot of basketball games. You had big contributions from a lot of people on this team. Joe Harris, 13 points in 30 minutes. But those 13 points, three of four from three. He's automatic. He's automatic. Demary uh, Carroll, 11 points, three of 10 from the field in, in 34 minutes. But he had six rebounds. I mean, those are huge, huge rebounds. Especially against a team. He's a guy in the first half who carried it a lot when D'Angelo mm-hmm. Russell wasn't getting the scoring going. And Damari was able to get to the hoop. And he draws. Damari Cowell is one of the best players in the league at drawing fouls and going to the foul line. And, and let's just take a look at the Sixers real quick at their side. Tobias Harris, only four points in 41 minutes. Unacceptable need in a more. playoff game. You need more from him. J.J. Reddick, five points in 23 minutes. Unacceptable from him. One of four from three. Jimmy Butler chucking the ball. Yeah. Zero assists. Jimmy Butler, 11 of 22 from the field, 39 minutes. 36 points, no assist. Totally unacceptable but from he, a he's it's not unacceptable. A guy who it's, yeah, but it's unacceptable from a team that you go into this into the playoffs thinking that they can be a team that can sort of make a run in, in, in this postseason in the Eastern Conference with being how the Eastern Conference is always looked at as the weaker right. conference in the NBA. How about an Ed Davis 16 rebounds, by the way? Failed to mention. Freaking outstanding. Outstanding. Off the bench. The, Double-double machine. Guy quietly gets a double-double every Nets, game. De- their depth is, is – is, they're really deep well, when it comes to this bench. W- would that be something that's concerning for the Sixers who maybe aren't as deep as Brooklyn? 
Especially I mean, if, if the Nets are going to get 23 points in 23 minutes from LaVert and, you know, 20-plus points from Dinwiddie and six assists every night, then, yeah, I think it should be. So let, let me ask you this because you got the game one win. If they lose tonight, obviously you're going home confident mm-hmm. because you want, sure. You took back home court advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the margin, if they lose tonight, that you're saying, you know what, all right, they needed the game because they're about to go on the road. What's the margin you're willing to accept of defeat if that's going to be what it takes? Obviously, you want the win. It's not a question I want to answer because I expect a win tonight, honestly. But to answer your question, uh, if they lost by like, I'm really not expect. I'm not. A, I'm a, at this point after what they showed me in game one, I'd be very disappointed if they lost by more than seven. Okay. Any double. Uh, Double Six, honestly. If it's just any, I want a five-point or less loss if they're going to lose tonight. But I think mm-hmm. they're going to go out and I think they're going to win this game. I think they have the confidence. I think they have the momentum. I, I do, too. Because and I, I think I, Philadelphia is in disarray, and I think Joel Meade's really spiral. hurt. Yeah. Okay. No, I was just curious because, obviously, you're going to be content with going back home tied yeah. 1-1. One one more, I'd, I'd still feel good. Right. I still would feel good. But, but 2-0, you're throwing a party in Brooklyn. I'm throwing a party in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> Not only is... Is it wonderful to see the starters on the Brooklyn Nets scoring? But it's also wonderful to see, like you said, an eight Ed Davis with 16 rebounds. I mean, we've seen this team get hot and reel off wins. It's absolutely. Look at the way they ended this season. All those must-win games: Milwaukee, Indiana. You know, the Heat game they won. These are games that they had to win in order to clinch and to control their destiny, and they did it. This is a team that's clicking right now, and that's a hot team. And that's something you're not seeing from the Philadelphia 76ers at this current moment. A team that, if you look at it on paper, has has the better players in the sense like Tobias Harris is a really good player Joel Embiid a really really do, good player but do they but, function but as not, well but that, that's we, what I'm getting at they're not functioning well they're, there's dysfunction within that family there you can't really call it a family if it's, if it's I mean Tobias Harris got there midseason Butler hasn't yeah. been there a full season it's but it's too many egos it's a lot of egos a lot of egos on that team and their bench didn't do the bench hardly did anything in this game if you can, anything. if you're only going to get nine points out of Harrison Reddick combined, you're, you're good. Big, your biggest contributor off the bench was Marjanovic. He had three rebounds, thirteen points, three rebounds in fifteen minutes. Everybody Ed Davis else, was able to control Boban Marjanovic off the bench. Everybody else contributed close to nothing. How do you expect to win a game like the that? The Nets just had more aggressiveness. They had more. They played with more energy. They played gang rebounding, gang you know, uh, gang defense, steals. They they won. They played they Gangnam won, style. They, they played Gangnam <laughs> style. They, they but, won every but I mean, category we, of the game. That's what we've come to see from the Brooklyn Nets this entire season. It's true. Th- this is this is where it comes down to coaching. Kenny Atkinson has done a wonderful job. I don't know how else to say it. Do I have to tattoo it on my forehead at this point? To, to I mean, I'd like that. I'd pay for it. I, I mean, no. <laughs> I'd pay for it. Kiss my ass. <laughs> dude, dude, get the mic, like the Mike Tyson going down. Oh, jeez. No, I would never do that. <laughs> Just Kenny's life. face. <laughs> K-A-S-M. <laughs> they win a championship. I'm getting a tattoo. No, no. Yeah, no, it's not going to no. happen. Yeah, Maybe somewhere. Happen. Not visible. <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, all right, so game two is tonight. In Philadelphia. Um, Boo Birds will be out early. Yes, they will. They're already there. <laughs> they probably are. Batteries loaded. <laughs> Batteries. <laughs> Don't bring Santa to midcourt. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I expect the Nets to be very competitive in this game. Um, but I, I wouldn't necessarily be shocked if the Sixers come out w- with the win tonight. Um, 
just just the backlash that they got from the from game one is is something that they're gonna try and correct. They're gonna they're gonna try and play better. Have front. to correct it. Well, well, yes, <laughs> I think Brooklyn's feeling. I, I think Brooklyn's feeling calm, cool, and collective, and they think they're at this point. At least after one game, they're in the driver's seat. They feel like no, they and, are. And they got home The court. 76ers are a team that well, they weren't supposed to be here. Theoretically, yeah. they're cool. So, so they're and the 76ers no, are a team that's playing with a lot of anxiety and a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. If, on if, them. If, if you a lot of guys who don't like that pressure. Kenny of, Kenny Atkinson was on talk radio in New York. Um, at the end of the season, and he even said it. He's like, I- "I'll be honest with you. I didn't expect us to be a-, a playoff team at this at this point in time. I expected it next year, but once we saw that, you know, we were clo- getting closer and closer to clinching the playoff spot. I, you know, I I was telling the guys, let's you know, let's get it going, let's get it yeah. going, you know. But just but just be wary of the fact that we might not make it. But this team battled and made it. Battled. They they went through some very very uh, turbulent times in the beginning of the season, eight and eighteen. Their record after that was exceptional. Look at them now. What they finished the season at, 42 and 40? Mm-hmm. A six seed in the Eastern Conference, playing against a three seed, already took home court advantage away from them? What more can you ask for from the team? Go out there tonight and win, win again. And that's while well, they're playing loose. And then you're pu- pretty much putting them on the brink and really making them nervous. Oh, you're making them feel terrible if you go up 2-0 in Philly? I can't wait. So let's move on to the next game. <laughs> Shall we? We had the Orlando Magic. Pretty sure we called this one, guys. Going up against the Toronto Raptors. In Toronto, mind you. And the Orlando Magic squeak away with a win. 104-101. Your thoughts on this game, James Baccioni? We said it during our preview on Friday that Orlando is a team where they could come out and steal a game or two in this one because if they get the if they get to a, a point in the game where they have a chance to control the pace of play, it was a game that they were going to be able to have a chance to win. Whether it's the Raptors, if they were to do their inside control the ball half court game, it was going to be a different story. The Orlando, what did I say on Friday, has been one of the best three point shooting teams this last month. They shot forty nine percent from three from on Saturday. That's if they can keep hitting shot threes oh, at this consistent unreal. rate. I mean, that, Toronto that, doesn't have that personnel. Enough, I don't think, to keep up with the way Orlando's shooting right now. And that's where Toronto really, really, really has to establish and hit their mid-range jumpers and control clock because Orlando wants to do it quickly and they can run and they're going to hit their threes. And Toronto ran into that on and, Saturday. And they got to they got to close out better. And DJ Augustine with 3.5 seconds left on the clock hits the game-winning three uh, to give Orlando the win. Um, but... 100% we expect a lot more from Toronto in game going into game 2. Gotta close out. You got you you cannot go to Orlando. I mean, I get it. I mean, it's Toronto. Chances are they are going to win this series. But once you fall behind 2 nothing in the series, your chances start to, to to go down a little bit. But this is a Toronto team that's when you look at it depth-wise, they're pretty good. Should be. This is a team that should be able to bounce back. After having that, 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 that's a tough loss, man. That's a tough loss, especially on your home court in game one. Can we change someone's name, too, on Toronto? It's no longer Kyle Lowry. It's Kyle Lowry. That's, that, that's, that's something that needs to be that, That's got to be addressed. Yeah. Because no points in 34 minutes. 0 of 7 from the field. 0 of 7. 0 of 6 from 3. Mm-hmm. You can't get a point, dude. Seven rebounds, eight assists for Kyle Lowry. 
You know what? I'll give him credit on that because he's not scored, but he did other things. Yeah, but in a game like this, game with Atlanta where they're shooting, you need Kyle Lowry. He was probably their best three-point shooting starter. I agree. You have a Von Fleet off the bench who can knock down a three, but you're not going to play him 32 minutes a game. I agree with you, but if we're going to knock Jimmy Butler for the zero assists... I'm going to say Kyle Lowry, he didn't score. Oh, sure. He no, he needs to score. Things, but he has to score. You're right. He has he, to score. He's the second option yeah. on that team behind Ka- uh, Kawhi. Yeah. He has to score. You, he can't be Kyle Lowry. He's you, Kyle they're going to try and work their inside game with, with a Siakam, uh, you know, and a, and a Gasol like they were trying to do. Then I mean, they Siakam have to win. Siakam had a really good game. He did. 24 points but in they lost. two minutes. Yeah, but they lost. Because they didn't adjust to what the Magic were doing. By the way, can we give Nick Nurse some points? Because that was an incredible suit he had on Saturday <laughs> night. That was incredible. <laughs> I guess I guess he wins there. He wins there. Wins Not for- anywhere else. Oh, that's mean. It is mean. But you know what? The Orlando Magic came are, are the with team the that ma- came away with the win. Dude. They were magical. Yeah, DJ yeah. Augustine with that magical three. Yeah. You see, I, I'm learning from yeah. you. Yeah. Dude, D- DJ Augustine was like, yo, Drake, I'll give you this beat. No, no. <laughs> Another upset game this weekend. We saw the Spurs take down the Nuggets. Another one we kind of all saw yeah. the possibility of happening. 101-96 Spurs with the victory. Um, they, the Spurs led throughout throughout this game. Yeah, they they did. Um, they got great contribution from uh, Demar Derozan, eighteen points in thirty nine minutes, six of seventeen from the field, twelve rebounds. Uh, that that's huge within itself. Lamarcus Aldridge, fifteen points, eight rebounds. Um, what did you see from the Spurs that gives you that that feeling that they can actually take this series away from the Denver Nuggets, being the number two seed? The veteran presence, the poise, the Popovich effect. Dude, guys who've been there compared to guys who haven't, I think it's a really big deal. Dude, that's going to be a 30 for 30, the Popovich effect. (laughs) (laughs) And also, having that Rudy Gay effect off the bench, 14 points, and and, and you look at the stats for the the Nuggets bench, not much The Spurs are a really hot team. Going in, yeah, they played really well down the stretch. Yeah, I think they won, had won like eight or nine home games in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a really, you know, always a sound basketball team. You never can count out their San Antonio Spurs as long as Greg Popovich has been there because they because they've been there my entire life. And they're balanced. DeRozan, Lamarcus Aldridge, Derek White con- contributes. Yes. You know, guys you don't think are going to contribute. Guess what? They contribute. They contribute. A big, big difference in this game. The Spurs shot forty, almost 47% from three. The Nuggets, 21. Yeah, that'll win the basketball game. <laughs> big, big difference in that one. Uh, we also had w- what we thought was going to happen, the Golden State Warriors. Oh, yeah, I was trying to get to the really the good ones. Yeah. That, they, for we're, time's sake. Yeah, we're just, yeah, we're just moving on. We <laughs> had the, the Golden State Warriors just... Absolutely obliterating the Los Angeles Clippers. Trailblazers Thunder is one I kind of wanted to touch on because the Thunder lost the game, game. but the Thunder are I still like in this series. That first quarter, let me get the the official number. uh, The Portland put up thirty nine points, and OKC only put up twenty five. OKC was a mess in that first quarter defensively, but after that first quarter, look at the rest of the game for that for for Portland in terms of points per quarter for the rest of that game. Fifteen in the second, twenty two in the third, twenty eight in the in the fourth. I mean. You, you race that first quarter, you allow a normal amount of points, or you allow anywhere close to what you allowed in the second and third, 15-22, you win the game handedly. I mean, they hit a switch in that after that first quarter where they became a different team. It's just that hump was too big to overcome. I really still like them a lot going forward. I think what really hinders them, though, 
Um, and even though he had 26 points yesterday, Paul George isn't healthy. No, he's not. And, and, and I think that's really, really going to affect this team. If you even have, uh, you know, half of what Paul George can really, really do on the basketball court, you have a chance. I mean, he got you but 26 he, and 10. He did. Well, I mean, which is outstanding, even playing with, you know, with a really bad shoulder, mm-hmm. which he said, you said, you said up yesterday, until the game, he, he couldn't even shot. lift it up. Yeah. Well, now they get the day off. He said he's going to shoot all day today. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully by game well, three, he'll warm. be feeling. Keep it warm. Yeah, but no, he was not healthy yesterday. He was. And you can tell, like, he was grimacing. There was points at, at points throughout the game where Russell Westbrook had to take the offense into his own hands, and you see him driving in, you know, getting contact. Which he can do, but they're so much more effective and such a better team when, when they Paul both George. can do that. Absolutely. Yeah. How about um, the effect of Enos Cantor for Portland? Yeah, he was great he yesterday. He was really good. Damian yeah. Lillard called him the MVP of the game. Uh, he eighteen and twenty, I believe. Yeah, I mean he's a guy mm-hmm. who's stepped in after the Nurkic injury, where you know he's going to be asked to do a lot. He's going to be asked to be that kind of all-star center, honestly, because that's mm-hmm. what this team ne- relies Needs. on. That's what this team's offense is built around. Do you, Do you guys think it makes a difference the fact that he actually played with this team and actually knows what these guys can do? Talking about Portland or OKC. No, no, Cantor being on Portland, right. facing up against some former teammates in OKC. Do you think that I, makes I, a difference? I think that could knowing help. That, knowing how they play down low? I think that could help. I, I, so just I, give them an extra maybe mentality, an extra fire. Yeah. I, Nothing, I don't know. If, doesn't not, not that much of a no, difference. He was, was he there for Billy Donovan or was he only there for Scott Brooks? I mean, but even still, you still play. Still same players. Yeah, still you're same right. Players. I think maybe a little bit, but not much. Um, I but, like OKC going forward in that one still, though. Yeah, I really oh, do. Sure. I think I think they had the firepower, the quickness, like we said. I just think you just erased that first quarter, and we'll, it's a completely different ball game. The OKC controlled that basketball game. It was only that first quarter that they couldn't overcome. And like you said, uh, something that was a, a big difference in, in, in the Raptors-Magic game was the three-point shooting. 15% from three for the, for the Thunder well, they don't, in game one. They don't Five of 33 from three. The, the Trailblazers, 44%, 11 to 25 from three. Big I, difference. It I mean, makes you, a big difference. I know it's today's NBA. Everyone likes to jack up threes, but if they're not going down, why are you shooting 33? The Rockets do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, it's not a low percentage shot anymore. No. OKC doesn't have a James Harden or an Eric Gordon. Who are, no, but when Paul George is healthy, those threes are going down more often well, than well, not. That goes more to Jimmy's point about Paul George not being healthy. Um, so I mean that was a very that was a very very good game. Oh, I was fun. Uh, yes, they were, it was a good weekend. Uh, one a lot of, of upsets. One hundred four ninety nine. A lot of road teams. Yeah, a lot of road teams. One hundred four ninety nine. Uh, Trailblazers took that one. Uh, Bucks obliterated the Pistons. One twenty one eighty six. There's not there's not much to be no, said there. No Blake Griffin Blake is actually Griffin's not out. playing in the yeah. series. He's out. He's out for the series. Andre so Drummond technical, but I don't, it's really not that even. Big no, story. I mean so Pistons Blake are Pistons going to get swept season. at this point. Pistons are going to oh, get swept. Uh, Rockets took it over the Jazz, one twenty-two uh, to ninety. Game got close for a second, but then the Rockets pulled it out. Yeah. James Harden, Eric Gordon had a nice game shooting. And then <laughs> the lowest scoring game of the of the weekend, the Celtics against the Indiana and the Indiana Pacers, eighty-four seventy-four. Seventy-four. I mean, that's a great teams defense. have that at the half nowadays. Sometimes the Pacers only scored eight points <laughs> in the third quarter. They don't have a guy to score. I mean, yeah, they, but eight points—that's terrible, bro. I could, I could get you eight points. In two K. Wow. <laughs> we were good up until then. <laughs> now you're jackass of the day over there. 
Um, no, but no, but all jokes aside, <laughs> yes. eight points in one period can't happen in, in one quarter in the playoffs cannot happen. How do you expect to win a game that way? How do you expect to be competitive in a playoff series when you can only score eight points in the third? Honestly, quarter? I don't Coming know. Out of the I don't break. even know if Boston would have won this game if it wasn't for Marcus Morris coming off the bench and giving them twenty. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, he really was a spark that came out and got, this, got the Celtics over the hump. I mean, because they only put up, what, like 84. I mean, it, not any team had, a, had an impressive offensive no. performance by any means. The, the Pacers only had one starter in double digits. That's Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, uh, Joseph, uh, Caleb Joseph, uh, is it uh, Corey Joseph? Corey, Corey Joseph, Joseph, excuse me. Corey Joseph, 14 points off the bench. Those are the only two guys over double digits for yep. the Pacers. You're not going to win a game. You're going to put up 74 points. Yeah, exactly. You might win a college game that way. You might. But, but I mean. They, they miss Victor Oladipo. Oh, so 100%. Much. 100%. I mean, but I mean, they haven't had him all year, and they've been able to oh, sustain their success. So. They've been able to score more than eight points in a quarter. Oh, <laughs> listen, I'm not arguing that. But, hey, listen, you know, uh, that game was sort of the, you know, just the if you want out of the weekend. There were a lot of good, compelling games. A lot of good, compelling game twos coming up. Brooklyn Nets, 76ers tonight. That's going to be a really, really good one. See if Brooklyn can pull it out. Come back to Brooklyn with a 2-0 lead in this series. One more time. One more time, Big Mike. Let's see if you can get it up, man. Can, can you do it? There it is. Not for Iron Eagle, but we're doing it for the Brooklyn chant. You want Brooklyn. to keep going with yeah, Do it up, man. Brooklyn. <laughs> Let's go. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to break. Our final break of the day. When we come back, we're going to touch on the NHL yeah, playoffs. There's some things to talk about. There are world. a lot of things to talk about. And boy, what a weekend it was in the National Hockey League. I bet you someone left their mark on a series. Somebody did. Oh, that's somebody, not what I was thinking. But somebody I like really, that really did. Here, there's about to be some thunder. Oh. Something got, someone got boy. stung. Yeah. Or if you say. Yeah. Stung by a jacket. I'll Somebody's lights are out. All right. Oh. <laughs> With that being said, we'll be back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're listening to, to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, here uh, to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Let's start off with a little bit of breaking news out of the hockey world. Uh, That's the the f- break- we have a breaking news call on the show. Oh, oh, breaking <laughs> news! The Philadelphia 76ers, uh, uh, Philadelphia <laughs> Flyers, wow, <laughs> it threw me off with that. The Philadelphia Flyers have uh, appointed Elaine Vigneault, former head coach of the New York Rangers, as their 21st head coach in franchise history. A uh, multi-year contract for Elaine Vigneault in Philadelphia. Um, they got their man. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. They're they not got a young team. They have veterans and a Giroux and a Voracek and a Couture, uh, Couturier where Couturier. they're trying to, you know, they, they're not they're not awful. I think they could be a, a structured coach like an AV away from maybe being a playoff team. Yeah, don't forget, probably this summer they'll bring back Wayne Simmons, everyone mm. says. So, nice move. I'm sure uh, AV will want him. Oh, I'm from sure From being the coach so. for the Rangers for all those years and I, playing I, against him. I'm sure I, he's going to want that guy on his team. I would say this, too. Think about the defense he had for the Rangers. He's got a better one with Philly. With, with the Gostas Gostas Bear. Those the guys move the puck really well. He mm-hmm. never really had a great puck-moving defenseman here with the Rangers. True. 
little breaking news there. Hmm. Absolutely. And that gets, and that takes us into playoff hockey. Although now we're going to have to hate Elaine Vigneault. Yeah, it's so. all right. We're used to hating. Nah, he'll get an applause when he comes back. Oh, he'll get an applause, but he won't be rude for So, mm-hmm. A.V. for going to Philly just made the list. If we get John Davidson, we'll all, it'll all be good. <laughs> <laughs> or Eisenman, right? Yeah, I want J.D., though. I'll take either. Either or. Okay. <laughs> um, so, let's get into, the, into some of the scores from the weekend that was in the NHL playoffs. And let's just start off. With what the Columbus Blue Jackets are doing to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I'm so, Undressing them. I am so upset that this is a story that's going to get buried with all the Tiger and the NBA. This is a team in the Tampa Bay Lightning that have or, or just tied the record for the most wins in an NHL season. And mm-hmm. are on the brink of being, being swept, swept in the first round of a playoff series by an eight seed who squeaked in. I mean, this was... The Tampa Bay's year. This is the dynasty team. 126 points. This was the team of De- the century Destiny. so far. And and they're just laying up goose eggs. They can't score. Mm-hmm. And their big guys aren't. They're getting outplayed. After scoring the three goals in that first period, this would be one of the. This would be like Golden State losing in the first round or getting swept. Oh, in the this, first would be, round. this would be this would be a hockey equivalent. This would be. It's never top, happened, by the way. I think this would be top five greatest disappointments in sports history. It's got to be. Because, I mean, you go out there, you get 62 wins in the regular season, tying the, uh, the record with the Detroit Red Wings. Mm-hmm. And you have an explosive offense where you're, you're, who this year was your best player, had over 100 points. Almost 130. Almost 130. And you got contribution from a lot of other people. And you're about to get swept by a team that had to go out there during the trading deadline to make moves just to get to the playoffs? And almost actually didn't make it? Dude, let's give them so much credit, though, Columbus. Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky's been, been on fantastic. his head. He's been playing on his head. What, to- I to- mean, Tortorella was- as well. You got to give him credit. Oh, yeah, of course you, you got to give Tortorella credit. I mean, Bobrovsky, since the first period of game one, how good has he been? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Game two, five to one Blue Jackets on Friday in Tampa. And then you move on to game three, which was yesterday, three to one in Columbus. Since allowing the three goals. In the first period of game one, he's only allowed two since. In eight periods. In eight periods. But on the other hand, Andre Vasilevsky has been in has no, yeah, open it, door. It's hard to blame Vasilevsky for all of this. No, it's a de- it's defensive I mean, it's, miscues and mishaps. Yeah, it's everyone but on that as team. The, I mean, I understand sometimes you let in some you know goals that you can't do nothing about. But Hedman didn't play screened. yesterday. Well, he, he's got to play tomorrow. God. He's got to play. I mean, he got, you're staving off elimination. He, he, here are the two guys to me who, after this year, I don't think the Tampa Bay Lightning want to see in their uniform again. Dan Girardi, Braden Coburn. Because those guys cannot skate with the speed of Columbus. They're having a lot of issues. Matt, Ryan McDonough struggled as well. So Matt Duchesne is having himself a hell of a playoff series for the oh, Columbus Blue Jackets. He knows. Oh, he's getting he, it. He, oh, yeah. he, he about to get paid. Oh, he's getting it. And, and Columbus is going to be the team who pays him for think what he he's there? doing right now. Think he stays there? Yeah, because I, I still think Panarin and Bobrovsky are gone. Mm-hmm. So. so on this is – is there's any team that can do it? Are the Lightning a team that can come back from down 3-0? Because we've seen it done in hockey before. Yeah. Uh, I the think the last team was the Kings. Flyers back. against the Bruins, yeah. I believe. Yes. 
The Kings did it against the Sharks as well, not too Kings recently did, as well. Kings did it against so the Sharks. So we've shark. seen it happen. Is this a team that the can, can do, do it, it if any team can? Yes. Yeah, because, I mean, they could score at will whenever when they're on their A game. L- listen. But they have, to, they have to control the defensive miscues that they're having. And the big guys have to step up. You, you, you know what time it is? It's Stammer Stam- time. Stamco's time. Yeah, it Stammer really is. time. You need Haven't him. heard much from him. Stammer time. You need Kucherov to play well. You need Braden Point, who had 40 goals. Well, he will play tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so that will be – he is in the lineup tomorrow. There is a guarantee on that. I, I agree with you, though. I, I didn't think the hit was as bad as it was seen. No, no, I don't agree with the suspension on that one. But, I mean, regardless, they should have enough firepower to they, – They've got to find a way. <laughs> they've got to find a way. Game four is Tuesday. Four. Seven o'clock. What does that mean for this team going forward? That you get swept in the first round? Well, you, you know, break ju- it up. What do you what what do you I, I do at that point? I don't. Know I don't think you can break do. it up. I don't think they'll break it up. Just kind of chalk it up to a bad week. Uh, uh, yeah, I think you got to just give it. Tip your hat to the Columbus Blue Jackets and go from there. I don't know. I still man. Th- I still see that as an ex- unacceptable. Um, Sort of. I, I mean, if you're, uh, what's the word I'm looking? If for? you're breaking it up, how are you going to do it? I don't know. You can't fire the head coach. You have so much money invested in all these players as well. Yeah, Co- Cooper just signed an extension. You can't get rid of Stamkos, Hedman, or Kucherov theoretically. But you, but damn sure, no, Dan Girard is not coming back. At this Dan Girard should not be back. McDonough's not going to be back. With no, McDonough's oh, under, contract. Still under contract. So does JT Miller. Yeah, you're gonna you have to try and find a way to. You're going to have to find Tyler something. Johnson. See, see, that's a guy who I'm very intrigued by because if you could get someone maybe to take the Ryan Callahan contract on, that would be a piece I would move. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because you can get something back for Tyler Johnson. That's a tough sell on the Callahan contract, though. You you could find a team who's got to get to the cap floor for maybe. it. Maybe. So, like I said, maybe. game four is Tuesday. Do you see the Blue Jackets? Actually, compl- completing one of the biggest upsets. I can. In, in, I, think, in I think the Lightning are shook. To their core, shook it. I think they're shook. I think Columbus is playing with house money at this point. Yeah. I think I don't. I think if they don't get it done at home on this game, then they're in trouble. They're toast. They might be. I think this is the game they got to put it away because it, because we've seen Columbus in in years past. I mean, we saw it last year they were up two nothing. Well, that was two. This is no, three. no. But I know. But I'm saying you lose one game. Then the floodgates open. Mm-hmm. We've seen that happen. And if Tampa gets confidence and exactly. swagger, ooh, exactly. So if you're if you're Torts, you know you're going for the jugular. Oh, of course on, he is on Tuesday night. Of course, I, he I is. think they're going to play a, a tour hockey game. Try to score two goals, three goals, and just and put everyone in front of the net <laughs> and block. And don't don't allow any shots to get by. Use your face if you have yeah. to. <laughs> so, do you see it happening? Do you see the Columbus Blue Jackets actually sweeping the Tampa Bay Lightning? Big Mike. I think the Lightning win tomorrow. I think they find a way. Give me the upset. Okay. Oh, boy. This I watched the game s- last night. They just seemed like the quicker team. They have looked like I've, it all series. I've been but, waiting for Tampa to break out. I haven't seen anything. Nah. And I, I, saw de- I, I saw a dejected team in the locker room last night, too, when they were doing postgame. Yeah, they said. They don't know what's going on. They have no idea. They have no maybe idea. they have a good round of practice tonight. They have tonight. no idea what's going on. Maybe they have a good round of practice today and maybe have some, some enthusiasm going into game four where they have some positive – some positive vibe. Maybe they could change this. Maybe they could turn the tide. Maybe they can. Maybe they can. And, the, and give the Columbus Blue Jackets gotta, all the credit in the world for winning their first playoff series. It's got to be shift by shift. Mm-hmm. You're not going to win a game in a period. One goal at a time. 
one, one shift, one, one period shift. at a time. All right. Boom. With that being said, <laughs> thanks, man. Let's move on to another series where the team is up three nothing. The New York Islanders are on the brink of sweeping the Pittsburgh Penguins as well. All right, talk about dejected the Pittsburgh Penguins. Crosby, I mean, that team's Crosby's minus four, I believe, or minus three, minus, minus four, four. Uh, in this playoff series. No goals. Um, no points. No points whatsoever. Robin Leonard is completely outplaying Matt Murray, who's been having a terrible time in net uh, for the for the Pittsburgh Penguins in this series. Um, your thoughts, guys, on, on this? Did you see this coming from the New York Islanders actually I, putting the, the Pittsburgh Penguins on the brink of elimination this early? No, I had Pittsburgh in six, but, man, I thought the games would be close. But this is a movie called The Barry Trotz Effect. The defense first mentality of the Islanders. Mm-hmm. They know how to put score. That wasn't their issue last year. Last year, their issue was defense. Mm-hmm. Barry Trotz has solidified that. And the fourth line, the, the fourth line's been fantastic with Zizekas, Martin, Clutterbuck. And Eberle's been scoring lights, uh, like a rapid pace An- right now. Another guy who's <laughs> about to get paid. What I've seen from the Islanders so far throughout every game in this series is they're breaking out of their own zone so, so effectively easily. and so quickly. And they're yeah. getting two-on-ones, three-on-twos. They're getting odd-man rushes left and right. And I'm not even going to say Matt Murray's at fault because – what are you going to do when every single – you know? There it, are some it, goals it, where they've they been soft the, goals. Sure, though. but the Islanders are getting really fast break opportunities left and right in the game. I mean, they're getting no chance to rest. And when they're in the Pittsburgh offensive zone, they're not giving it up. They're mm-hmm. not giving up the puck. It's cycling. Everything is working for the Islanders. And there was a terrible pitch yesterday by Justin Schultz that led, I believe, to the second goal by Brock Nelson. Well, this is a this is a question that we asked about the Tampa Bay Lightning. We can no, ask the same thing for P- the Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's Smooth. not coming back. No, 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 no. Right. That's not the question. Does pick does do the Penguins organization shake things up? I think they. Do you think Sullivan think, gets fired? No, Mike Sullivan br- will not be fired. Jim Rutherford will not be fired. You need to solidify the defense. The, the organiz- th- there will be changes on the roster. Roster, not coaching staff. Ro- roster, not coaching staff. That's that's also a, a very – I mean, I didn't see the Islanders. No one saw the off, Islanders uh, winning off, uh, this and yeah. sweeping them. All right, so game four is also on Tuesday. Do you think the Islanders pull it off yes. and sweep the Penguins? Yes. Yeah, I do. Wow, two sweeps. <laughs> could be. Could be. Listen, watching the game yesterday and listening to the Penguins' number one fan in America, Pierre Maguire. <laughs> Thanks, Pierre. I mean, Thanks, Pierre. <laughs> it was just they couldn't do any. They weren't doing anything. I forgot who it was he was talking to, but somebody uh, yesterday uh, on the bench, and they were like, Thanks, Pierre. Nice haircut. <laughs> uh, but moving on, we had the Winnipeg Jets and the uh, St. Louis Blues. The Blues won game two to take a 2 nothing lead on Friday. And then the Jets came back, storming back yesterday, 6-3 to three victors in St. Louis to give them their first win of the, uh, of the series. Um, that win, do you think that sets the Winnipeg Jets off on a little bit of a run here? Or do you think the Blues can sort of counteract that and get a win of their own on their, own, on their home ice? We saw them beat Bennington. We saw their offensive firepower, and we saw it get by really hot goaltenders. So anything's possible moving forward. We always said what was going. Winnipeg has the the uh, offensive explosive, you know, weapons to and to Patrick score Lina, five goals a game, six goals a game. Have, seems to have been. I mean, now, up. now that they've gotten a little confidence, knowing they could put up six in a game against a Bennington, who knows going forward that what just got unleashed in Winnipeg? Yeah, 
Line A woke up, huh? Line A three in a row. Kyle Connor had two last mm-hmm. night. Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler. I, I bet the goal. All big the guys you want to score. Yeah, and the game Big Buff had. Kevin Hayes had one. Yeah, Kevin Hayes had a <laughs> deflection. Good for Kevin Hayes. Two former Rangers scoring in the playoffs, eh? Uh, who would know? <laughs> but look, look I, I said Winnipeg in seven to start. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking there. Mm-hmm. Maybe that gets Connor Hellebuck going too because he's got to. Got to wake it up a little bit. Because you're not going to score six goals a game. No, nah, So not. if he plays to the Vezina caliber he played last year. You're going to have games where it was like two to one, like yes. in game one. And and they were unlucky in game one. Mm-hmm. They hit a couple of posts. So I'm not saying game four is a must win, but they're back in this. We also had the uh, Vegas Golden Knights take game two in San Jose with three quick goals in the first period. Uh, and the Sharks had to pull Martin Jones uh, and that was the end of that one. And then go on to game three in Vegas last night and win six to three. Um, Mark, Stone, uh, um, Mark Stone. Mark Stone. Having a, a, a playoff series of a lifetime here. I mean, the guy's scoring rapid pace. Um, they got uh, Patrick ready to, uh, to score a goal. The big guys that they Paul needed to Stasny. score, Paul Stasny, the big guys that needed to show up in the series for the Vegas Knights after game one have shown up. And Mark Andre Fleury. Standing on his head. That's the point. Because the question for the Sharks has always been, can Marty Jones do what he did two years ago, when he or two or three years ago when the Sharks went to the final? I mean, the Sharks goalies in the regular season had one of the worst saving save percentages in, in, in the league. I think they had the worst ones. Yeah, they're struggling. They struggled. And that's kind of a problem here in the playoffs, yeah. you would think. To Mark Stone's point, the six goals he has in the series, you know who's been on the ice for all six? Eric Carlson. Hmm. Sharks, Sharks Twitter won last night, though. What did they say? Oh, did you? you saw During the, the pregame, they go, if we had to watch an overhyped medieval-themed show, we'd much rather it be Game of Thrones, to be honest. <laughs> when they were Nitro doing so, their so. Like, little intro. <laughs> I retweeted that. Win on said, that one. Mark Stone did not appreciate that. First minute of the game, Mark Stone scores. First minute of each period, yeah. Vegas scored last night. Um, yeah. So let's look on to the other series that are that are going on as well. By the way, I One don't thing. know. I don't know if this has been announced. Joe Thornton's hit last night. I don't know if he's getting a hearing for it, but that was not pretty. A hit <laughs> to the have Thomas Nosek. Mm-hmm. Not announced yet. Not announced. Not announced yet. Um, we also have the Washington Capitals. Against the Carolina Hurricanes, that's two nothing in favor of the Capitals after a Saturday night win in overtime, four to three. Um, Hurricanes don't. It's over. It's over. No, no, no chance in hell. It, 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 listen, if they get a game, good for them. It's mm-hmm. over. Well, simple as that. They're not beating the Caps in four. They're not beating the Caps four times. All right, so let's move on quickly then. The Nashville Predators two one victors over the Dallas Stars, also in overtime. To tie that series up at 1-1, uh, these games are, are tonight on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, the Predators get a game back at home. Going into Dallas now, can the Predators take one from the Stars, give them back their home ice advantage? Yes. Dallas took two in Nashville in the regular season. Nashville took two in Dallas in the regular season. Two evenly matched teams, so I still like Nashville. Same thing? Nashville guy? No, I, 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 it's a toss-up. All right. The Boston Bruins tied up their series against the Toronto Maple Leafs with a 4-1 win. 
on on Saturday. Um, bounce, nice bounce back by the Bruins after a very uh, lackluster effort in Game One against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Do you think the Boston Bruins have sort of corrected their problems, which whatever problem they had in Game One? They were more physical in game two. They play the type of game that I thought they were going to play, and if they can play that, I think they win the series. But if Toronto can play the style of play that they played in game one, then they could win the series. But I think Boston plays more like they played in game two throughout going going forward than I think Toronto plays like they did in game one. And it looks like the Maple Leafs are going to be one short with Nazem Kadri having a hearing, correct? He had his hearing today. I don't know if the suspension's been announced, but... He's going to be suspended. He's going to be suspended. In-person hearing usually means five or more. Boys. So that's tough that, news, and, and it's so upsetting because the guy's so skilled and has so much talent yeah. that he's got to retaliate. Don't cross check people in the face. Come on, sounds like something you should not do. Yeah, last one: the Colorado Avalanche steal a game from the Calgary Flames in overtime, three to two on Saturday to even their series up at one. Uh, this, this, this is a very good series. I really, really like watching these games. I mean, I like watching all the hockey games, but this one in particular I think is very, very good. Fast teams. The mm-hmm. Calgary Flames are fast. Oh, yeah. And their goalie? Stealing the show. Well, Mike Smith's been awesome. You think the Flames can take one in, in Colorado? You mm-hmm. think the Flames will extinguish the avalanche quickly? I, I do. I think the Flames are going to win the series. Agreed. I just like their depth more than I like Colorado's. And that does it for the Hockey Talk, ladies and gentlemen. And that also does it for the show here today. It's the end of the road for us. We'll see you guys tomorrow, same time, 2 to 4 p.m. here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Coming up next is starting along with Matty Caps For James Baccioni, thanks to John Folks Fogarty for calling in earlier, mm. talking Tiger. He's alive. He's alive. And our producer, Big Mike Rifkin, did a wonderful job today. Thank you very much, Mr. Rifkin. <laughs> I'm Renee Canales. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you same time, 2 to 4 p.m on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. See you guys later. See ya. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network.